Good morning. Welcome to Ridgeview Church. So glad you've joined us today. My name is Alex Barrett. I'm the lead pastor, and I am wrapping up the series called Decades, which we started a few weeks ago. And we've been looking at how to make the most of every chapter of life. A time really is a gift. Our lives are a gift. It's something that we've been given from God. But oftentimes, if you're like me, it's easy to live life without much intention or to live life somewhat haphazardly, not sure what we should focus on. And so the goal of this series, uh, hopefully, has given you a sense of what are the different things that we need to focus on uh, in the, the chapters that we call decades. We've been looking at the 20s, the 30s, the 40s, and now we're kind of going on beyond that to the 50s and 60s and beyond. Uh, as we kind of wrap up this series, I want to give you uh, just a note of where you can find a summary of everything we've talked about. Uh, you'll find it if you click on the handout, the sermon notes for this message, you'll be able to see uh, kind of a summary of the challenges and the goals for each decade that we find ourselves in. I want to just encourage you to, to print that, uh, make note of that. Uh, this is the type of thing that you can look back on and just kind of focus. And so training always needs to be in our life. That's what we focus on in the 20s. Building, how are we building? How are we being faithful or responsibilities? That's the 30s. And then enduring, how do we handle life and the pressure and the heat in a way that honors God and again is faithful with our responsibilities and with our relationships? Today we're talking about the importance of pouring out our lives, focusing on encouraging the next generation. And so as we kind of wrap up, today we're going to be talking about the importance of pouring out. And so please use that reference as a summary. Uh, Use this, print it out. And as you're living your life and as you're trying to figure out what you're supposed to be doing or maybe something that you're faced, a challenge, use that. Is this a training situation where I need to learn more? Is this something that I really need to give attention to building? Am I facing trouble? And is this a time for endurance? These seasons we all face are really important. So today as we turn the corner, we're talking about the 50s, the 60s, and beyond, the focus is now on encouragement, like I mentioned. How can we bless, and from all that we've learned in life, how can we help those that come after us? Now, as we talk about this, uh, you may be in this season of life, and one of the major things that you're facing is aging. What does life look like as I get older? And with that uh, is a resistance to aging. In fact, I just researched this in 2020 alone, The United States spent over $14 billion in anti-aging medicine and products. There's a sense of which we don't want to age. And in our culture specifically, we don't actually have a lot of respect sometimes for people who are older. Uh, We don't have a lot of space for the role that they play in society. So wherever you find yourself, if you're in these decades, in your 50s, 60s, and beyond, I hope this is an encouragement to you as well, uh, that your life matters. You matter to us at Ridgeview Church. You matter to me as your pastor. I'm so glad that we are a multi-generational church. I'm so glad that we're a church from all sorts of different backgrounds because from that, we really can sharpen each other. So as we talk about uh, aging and getting older, I want us to kind of recognize that some of the time we, we, we're resistant to that. I want to show a commercial uh, which summarizes this. This is from a few years ago, a Chevy commercial, which kind of shows an elderly couple and how the car transforms them into what they, they hope for. Pay attention 
to what this commercial is saying about what it means to get older. Let's watch it now. Hello there. I'm here to pick up Helen. Mom, he's here. Nice wheels. Oh, thanks. Kiss me, young. Hello there, handsome. Your dinner's in the microwave, dear. Where do you want to go? Any place. Just drive. Mom? Now, very interesting, right? Kind of the excitement of life and the ride, the adventure is found within the car and they're no longer older. But you find that that actually is make-believe. You can't obviously transport time. You can't transcend into one generation and, and into the other. It, you know, we, we are living our life in the present. We've come from our past experiences and we're headed into the future. None of us know the amount of days that we have, but... Growing older actually is very noble. And in fact, the scriptures paint a very different picture than that commercial that you saw. And here it is. God views growing old as an honor. It's not something that we are supposed to run away from. It's something that we're actually supposed to embrace. And those who are us of our younger, we're actually supposed to approach those who are older with a certain perspective, a certain respect because of the life that people have lived. I want to share some scriptures that highlight this. Check this out. This is a wise proverb in Proverbs 16, 31. It says, gray hair is a crown of glory. It is gained in a righteous life. Very interesting. I have never seen gray hair and thought that people are like, man, this is a crown of glory. In fact, my own life, I'm starting to see a little bit more gray and whitish hair and the sides here and a little bit on my beard. And I'm not usually looking at that and saying like, wow, what a crown of glory. What a beam of goodness that's flowing out. It's usually like, oh man, that is a gray hair. How'd that get there? And if you're like me, you've had that same experience. But the scripture is saying that that is a, a mark of, of being older. That's a mark of a life that is lived. And Lord willing, it is well lived. Check this passage or this verse from Proverbs 20, 29. The glory of young men is their strength, but the splendor of old men is their gray hair. Now, in this sense, it's talking about men and women, men in like the universal sense. You want to know what's important to young people? It's their strength, right? They're strong. They can do things. As you get older, you lose strength. You don't have that anymore. You look back and you think, man, I was so much easier to do that. It was so much easier to move that couch or to pick up that box. And when you get older, those things become harder. But notice what the passage is saying. But the splendor, the beauty, the magnificence of somebody older is actually their gray hair. Again, signifying wisdom, signifying a life well-lived. Now, gray hair becomes that splendor when we live according to God's ways. And so what you've seen in each of the decades is a focus on we can make the most 
of the decade and the chapter we're in when we really do take God seriously. When we live life His way according to His standards, we can have something to show for our life. And the same is true when you get older. If you've spent your 20s, your 30s, and your 40s really doing what God says, you actually now can have something to show for your life. The good news is, even if you look back and there's regret or there's a wasted effort, you still can get to the point where even later in age, your life is not over. God has still given you breath. There's still a difference that he can make in your life. Check out this verse in Psalm 92. This is talking about the role that the older people can play in church life and in our community. It says they still bear fruit in old age. That that is, they still make a difference. There's fruit of their life. They are ever full of sap and green to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Again, you, you may be feeling older in your life and part of the way that you can feel in some of the discouragement is like, I don't have anything else to give. You may feel like kind of washed up or I'm just not the person I used to be. That could be depressing. You maybe don't have the relationships that you once had, the influence you once had. You start wondering like where you fit. But notice what it's saying. There is this sense of somebody that has age and is elderly, they have this fruit and they're full of sap and green. That is, there's a life. They're not dried up. Now, outwardly, they may be getting older. The gray hairs may be showing. You may be slowing down. But inwardly, because of your heart and your perspective of how you can still make a difference, it's like there's this this goodness, this vitality, this refreshment that can flow from those who are older into the younger. And they can be a real encouragement. What this means is there is so much power in the testimony of people who have lived life longer than you have. Recently, I was just on a trip and I was speaking to two war veterans. One was 87 years old and this, another was 78. And I had the chance to meet them. And as soon as I met them, they began to talk about their life. And if you're like me, there's times where you're talking to somebody and you start looking at your watch and say, well, I didn't really plan for this. But right at that moment, as I was preparing for this message and thinking of this idea of pouring out, what I realized is that these men had stories to share. They'd both served in war, one in Vietnam, the other in the Korean War. They'd had experiences, they'd seen lots of life, and they were just sharing freely of their experiences. They were making connections. And in that moment, I was listening, I think these men have a perspective that's so helpful for me to hear. And that is so true. If you get the chance to listen to somebody that's a little bit more advanced in years, you can actually learn. Remember what we've been focusing on in this series, that humility, that teachability? The power of life that somebody has that's older can really be a big help. Now, again, we don't necessarily see growing older as an honor. We also see being old as something that we just can get to this point when we can retire and check out. And the scripture actually uh, discourages that as well. There's honor for those who age as they invest and encourage. Not check out, not kind of live for themselves, but as they really stay invested in relationships, invested in church, invested in ministry, invested in their, their kids and grandkids, Lord willing. That is a life well lived. And so there's a danger to each of these stages that I'm going to talk about 
uh, in a moment. But I want to kind of set the precedent. So growing old is an honor according to the scriptures. I've read those. Here's the second point, though. A godly person's duty is to give wise counsel to the younger. There's a sense of which those who have lived life and have gained experience and learned how life works, there's a duty you have to teach others. In a way, you've earned that right. People will listen to you. They may not like what you have to say. They may not always agree with it. But there's a sense of which if you've lived life and you have something that you can help somebody with, they are crazy if they don't listen. And so a godly person's duty is to teach and pass on the wisdom from God to the next generation. Check out this passage in Deuteronomy 32.7. This is kind of picture of of Moses' life, and he had handed uh, the leadership to to Joshua, and Moses had been this man who had led Israel uh, out of Egypt, out of slavery, into the desert, the wandering, many trials, but he had learned a lot. He'd learned a lot about himself. He'd learned a lot about leadership. He'd learned a lot about God. He had this personal relationship with God. He learned about his own sin. He learned about the sin of others and the impact of it. He learned about making decisions and learning from bad decisions. All these things he he had learned, and he was passing this on to Joshua, the next leader. And in this moment of time, as transition is happening, uh, we're seeing this this wise counsel in Deuteronomy 32.7. says this, Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask your father, and he will show you. Your elders, and they will tell you. And this is kind of like this song that, that Moses is singing. He's like, for whoever wants to hear, open your, your ears and hear to what I have to say. And God had done some amazing things on behalf of Israel. If you could imagine being captive in a foreign land and Moses being at the center of God's redemptive story to free them. And it's the same story that God tells today. He frees us from our slavery to sin. He gives us grace and redemption And if you've lived life and you look back on your old life before you knew Christ and you see that redemption, you have stories to tell. We all do. And the more advanced you are in age, Lord willing, the more stories you have to tell of God's goodness. And so he's telling the people, but what's so interesting is that God's people, just like we do, we we forget. We forget who God is. We forget his promises. We forget the things that he's told us to do, and we, we just do our own thing. And so Moses is saying, older generation, remind the younger generation of God's faithfulness. The further you are away from an experience, the further away you are from God doing something, it's like it didn't happen. So what Moses is saying is, older, godly people, remind the younger generations of God's goodness. Remind the younger generation of God's faithfulness. It's our duty to pass these on. And as God builds this story of faithfulness and it's passed on in generations, you see this fortified faith that's built from those later in age to those in midlife and those younger. And you see that's how generations are blessed because they know God. And this knowledge oftentimes comes from people who have lived it. Check out this passage in Joel chapter 1. Notice what he's saying to the older people. He says, hear this, you elders. So pay attention. Give ear. Make sure you're listening. 
all inhabitants of the land. Has such a thing happened in your days or in the days of your fathers? Tell your children of it and let your children tell their children and their children to another generation. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that just summarize that picture of the generations telling the other generations that tell the other generations? That's a lot of what I talked about yesterday's like endurance. You know, you're not alone. You're in the middle of faithful witnesses. Well, as you get older, that picture is the same. There's people that are looking for guidance. They're looking for help. Are they going to look to the media? Are they going to look to culture? Within the church, we should be looking to older, wiser people. Help us. Help us to remember what God has done. Remind us of his faithfulness. Now, in this passage specifically, again, they had not made great choices. And this was a reminder. Do not, you know, go off the path that God has you on. Don't go rogue. Don't rebel. Don't just check out. Stay the course. Remind people of God's goodness. Not our goodness, because we keep messing up, but, but what he has done. And so this is just a reminder for all those that are a little bit older. Share about God's grace. Share about the ways that he's come through. And be willing to share even the ways that you've messed up. It's so interesting in my own life as I relate to my kids. Do you know their favorite stories? Their favorite stories of my life are the times that I've messed up. I don't know about you, but that has been my experience. They want to hear of the bad decisions. Why? Because you know what? They make bad decisions all the time. And there's something when we hear of bad decisions or do-overs that people wish they could have, or maybe a a pivot that somebody would make, it kind of gives us hope because we mess up a lot. So here's the great news. If you're older in age, this may feel like a lot of pressure. Like, I don't have a lot of wisdom. I maybe don't have a lot of words to say or to communicate. But what you can do is you can share your example. And when you had maybe a decision that you look back and you would have done something differently, it's easy to get into regret. But what you can do is you can turn that regret and fight against that regret and that discouragement by encouraging somebody younger to make a different decision. You now have given them hope. You've given them maybe a different map that they could learn from from your life. And that has so much power to make an impact beyond you. So I love the way that God works in that. Even with our bad decisions, as we share those with others, and we you know, say that you know, God still used me or still rescued me, they can find a lot of hope. I want to warn just from a couple of dangers. I talked a little bit about those detours that you can make. Again, most of us, when we think about getting older, the thought is, what's the difference that I'm going to make? Maybe that question. And then the second is retirement. Retirement, retirement, retirement. Just going to sail into the sunset. That's the picture that we see in the movies a lot. There's a lot of emphasis on retirement. And to retire is kind of this idea of you, you just settle in and, and do your own thing. But they've done a lot of research on retirement. And actually, so many people, when they get to retirement, find that it was not satisfying like they thought it would be. They f- are bored. They, they feel like there's nothing for them to do. Now they're finally at the time where they have time and they, they can't do it. So just satisfaction is low in retirement. So I want to encourage you. As you're older, don't make your life just about retirement and getting to that point. So here's a couple of dangers to warn you against. The first is just the danger of checking out 
and going on vacation as we serve ourselves. Now, is it okay to go on vacation in retirement? Yes. In fact, because of your life and the gray hairs that you have, you've earned that. You've, you need time. But retirement life can't just be one vacation after the other. Why? Because it's very hard to pass on wisdom and invest in the younger generation if you're not around. So I encourage you, if you're older, don't just check out. Don't just live for yourself. You finally feel like you've earned it. And you, you have. You, you've earned honor. But that honor comes from investment. And again, everything we've talked about so far. And here's the second. Just to warn you against the danger of holding on to bitterness from past hurts and bad choices. Without sharing what you've learned with others, oftentimes we kind of hold things in. Without processing it, without talking about it, we can be very bitter, we can be resentful, we can be so discouraged by the mess-ups that we've done. So I've talked a little bit about how you can share that with others in a way, without complaining, without beating yourself up, where you can say, you know, I, I should have probably done this differently. That can be instructive. But there is a real pull in all of us to get into regret. You just look back and you kind of relive that moment over and over again. You may have had really hard things happen to you, and as you're getting older in age, it's like you can't get past it. There may be some things that, that you've done that you look back and you're just you're mortified over. I just want to encourage you, God will forgive you. If you've never confessed that, you've never turned to Him for help, ask Him for forgiveness. Ask Him to heal the pain if somebody's hurt you. If you need somebody to pray for you, let me know. I would love to pray for you and talk about these things so you can get past that, that bitterness, that regret. God wants to heal you. And so if you fall stuck there, please let us know. I want to reach out. We want to help you. But those two dangers, that retirement, check out, live for myself, and then just hold on to bitterness and regret, those are not the way that God wants you to live as you pour out. You have such uh, wisdom to offer, so much that you can give. You can build courage into the younger generation. You can give uh, challenging reminders of God's faithfulness. And that just takes time. I want to let you know, at Ridgeview Church, we want to learn from those who've gone before us. That's how we can gain wisdom. And so we're so glad that you're a part of our church. As you get older and as our congregation gets older, we're not always going to be as young as we are even now. I hope that always will be the case is we can still build into the younger generation. And the younger generation will learn. And there's this just reciprocity of goodness and grace in seeing God at work. Check out this passage in Genesis 25. Uh, this is about Abraham as he was like really living his last days. It says, Genesis 25, 8, he took his last breath and died at a ripe old age, old and contented, and he was gathered to his people. I love that picture, at a ripe old age. It was like this, again, the fruit it wasn't dried out, wasn't withered. There's fruit of his life because of what he had passed on. And... He was old and contented. You don't have to fight against being old. Again, there's a lot of value in that. But that word content. We find contentment. Just like Abraham found contentment. And Moses before him found contentment. Even when things didn't go the way that we want. You find contentment as you pour out your life to others. So I hope that's been a help. 
If you're older in your 50s and 60s and beyond, you have a crucial role to play in Ridgeview Church. You matter to our community. If you're in your, your 20s and your 30s and 40s, you matter as well. Again, I'm so thankful to see what God does as we are this multi-generational church. We can reach people because of that in every generation. And younger people, we, we want to invest in you. We want you to be a part of our church. From the younger to the old, you matter to God and you matter to us. So as I close out this series, I just want to give you, kind of point back to that review of all of the decades we've covered from the 20s to the 60s and beyond. What is it that you need to do? What's something that you need to focus on? I just want to kind of go through some ideas. First, do you need to continue just faithfulness and diligence? Uh, now's not the time to look, look for the fruit. You just need to be working the soil and getting rid of the weeds and maybe doing the hard work. Is that where you're at in your life? Do you need to be faithful with your responsibilities? Maybe you're a young parent and you're disciplining your kids and you're trying to train them up and it's just hard and you feel tired. That is so normal. But maybe it's you just need to focus on, okay, I need to be faithful in that. I can't bail out. I can't give up. I need to be faithful, even when I'm not seeing the fruit. Is that you need to give generously of your time. Maybe you're older and like what I've talked about today. is like, since you know what, I really need to, to be intentional with some people around me. And maybe if, if you're older, invite some younger people to your house. Have them over for dessert. Talk to them. Get to know them. Show interest. Serving uh, people older than you, serving people younger than you. This is the intent for the community of God. We serve each other. We love each other. We listen to each other. That might be something you need to do. It may be that you need to trust God and let go of some bitterness like I've talked about today. If you feel like discouragement is choking you out and you're gasping for air, you're gasping for hope and refreshment, maybe you need to trust God for the first time and give your whole life to Him. As you're looking at your decade and all that you're supposed to be doing and you just feel this pressure, you don't have to do this life by yourself. In fact, you can't. You can't live the life that God wants you to have without Him. You need God to live the life that God wants you to live. And He's given you your life. He's made you unique. You matter. And so maybe you're just at the point where you need to just decide for the first time, I surrender my life to the Lord Jesus. I give my life to Him. You can indicate that on the connection card. I want to become a follower of Christ for the first time. If that's you, we want to follow up with you. We want to welcome you in to God's family. And for you to be able to be a part of the story he wants to tell in your life. So those are just some things. What else has God brought to your mind to focus on? As we've looked at the training, the building, the enduring, and the encouraging. As I wrap up, as Joel mentioned, Fill out that connection card if you haven't yet. We'd love to know that you are watching today. And here's some next steps. I've mentioned some, but here's some specifics. The first is just apply God's grace to your regrets. You just, what I've talked about is just, you need God's grace as you look back. And just apply that. Like, God, you have forgiven me. And confess it. And move on. He will be with you. The second is encourage someone younger this week. Wherever you are, there's people younger than you. Even if you're a teenager, you can encourage some of the kids' own kids within our church. If you're in your 20s, you can encourage a teenager, and so on and so forth. And then the last, and I've mentioned this, is review that summary of each decade, what you're supposed to be focusing on, the danger and the goal, and ask God, what is it 
that I need to focus on? What insight do I need to gain? Finally, this is the end of this series, and I'm excited to let you know that we're going to start a brand new series next Sunday, and it's actually called Sundays. And what we're going to talk about is why do we do the things that we do on a Sunday? The different components of when we gather as a church. Like why, why do we sing? Why do we look at God's Word together? Like, What does that mean? What's the point of offering and, and giving? And so that's what we're going to talk about over the next four weeks the different components of what we do on a Sunday, and we're calling it Sunday to kind of unpack everything that we do. Uh, If you're new to church, this should be very informative. If you've been around church a long time, hopefully this will remind you of the important things that God's told us that we need to give attention to. So invite you next Sunday as we launch that new series. You can join us at the park at 10 or here online at 10, 1, or 4. God bless you guys. Thank you for joining us this morning. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for the life that you've given us. It is a gift. Thank you for the way that you are gracious with us despite our failings, despite our shortcomings, and even despite our regrets. God, I pray for anyone here that's just discouraged by the decisions that they made or just bitter because of the things that they've experienced in this life. God, will they be able to just experience your grace? You pour it freely But may they accept it. May they turn to you today and ask you for help. God, give us eyes to see the people that we can invest in, the people that we can serve. Help us to not check out. Help us to make the most of the opportunities and the time that you give us. Thank you, God, for your presence here. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen.